Welcome to the Tech Meme Ride Home for Monday, August 29th, 2022. I'm Brian McCullough. Today, really, Apple? That is what you're going to call your AR VR glasses? I'll tell you what that is. A look at the pass keys Apple is bringing to us soon. More deets on the Netflix ad-supported tier. WhatsApp's super app ambitions seem to be bearing fruit in India. And is it too late for Eminem and Snoop Dogg to save the NFT market? Here's what you missed today in the world of tech. Mark Gurman's scoop for us in his newsletter this weekend strongly suggests that Apple is considering calling its mixed reality headset Reality One, or maybe Reality Pro, and its specialized chip for the headset to be named Reality Processor. Quote, Applications were filed in the US, EU, UK, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, Saudi Arabia, Costa Rica, and Uruguay for the names Reality One, Reality Pro, and Reality Processor. Though Apple itself didn't make the filings, they follow a pattern that the iPhone maker has used in the past, including relying on law firms that the company has previously enlisted to lock down brands. The new trademarks are all registered to a shell corporation named Immersive Health Solutions LLC that was incorporated in February, according to records obtained by Bloomberg News. The company itself was registered by another Delaware shell corporation, the Corporation Trust Company, typically used for filings by firms looking to avoid detection. The Reality OS trademark used that same firm. In order to file the trademark paperwork, a process that began in Canada with an original application in February and in several other countries in August, the company behind the trademarks relied on several big-name and boutique law firms in each operating nation. In the U.S., Canada, and New Zealand, the filer enlisted law firms that Apple has used in the past to either register trademarks or for other matters. In New Zealand, for instance, the firm Simpson Grierson was used for the reality filings. Apple relied on that same firm to file the corporate name Apple Sales New Zealand. Apple has long followed the same process to register upcoming product names either months or years before their official debut. The approach allows Apple to secure the names early with less risk of having to buy them later from another trademark holder. The company didn't take the approach ahead of the iPhone's debut in 2007 and ultimately needed to reach an agreement with Cisco Systems for that name. Apple is aiming to release its first mixed-reality headset at the high end of the market in 2023, but the device has faced issues with camera sensors, software, and overheating during development. If Apple is indeed behind the trademarks Reality One and Reality Pro, those could be theoretical options for the new product. The company also could be registering multiple names in case it wants to release a range of devices in the future, end quote. Really, Apple, you're going to leave eyeglasses just sitting there as an option? I know the last thing called an i-something was the iPad, but still. P.S. Remember how Apple is making their own big push to eliminate passwords? Passkeys are coming to iOS 16 and macOS Ventura, and ahead of that, Apple says more than 95% of active iCloud users already have two-factor authentication enabled on their accounts. Quoting 9to5Mac. What are passkeys? Passwords are one of the weakest links in digital security today. Many people will choose a password and then use it across every app, website, or service they sign into. Passwords can also be leaked in database breaches obtained via phishing attacks and much more. Passkeys address those issues and let users transition to a completely passwordless lifestyle using public key cryptography. 
Apple's support for the passkey standard was announced at WWDC in June. As we've explained in the past, passkeys replace your password with a digital key that is unique to your account. This digital key stays on the device, is end-to-end encrypted, and is never stored on a web server. Each passkey you create is unique to that app, website, or service. Passkeys are an extension of the FIDO standard feature that Apple implemented as part of iOS 15 and macOS 12 last year. The FIDO standard feature, however, requires the user to log into each app or website on each device before enabling a passwordless sign-in method. Passkeys remove that step and allow users to transition to a passwordless login method altogether. Apple's existing support for biometric logins also extends to passkeys, allowing you to authenticate with Face ID or Touch ID. This makes passkeys stronger than all other regularly used types of two-factor authentication. The flow for logging in with a passkey will work similarly to using iCloud Keychain and Face ID or Touch ID. The difference, of course, is that instead of choosing a credential from iCloud Keychain and autofilling your password and username into text fields, you'll choose or create a passkey as your login method. Passkeys are synced across your devices using iCloud Keychain with end-to-end encryption, so even Apple can't view the information. What about logging into apps or services on a non-Apple device? Because passkeys are stored on the FIDO standard, cross-platform support is built right in. The other non-Apple device will generate a QR code that can be read by your phone or iPad. iOS then uses Face ID or Touch ID to confirm that it's you who's trying to sign in. Then it will confirm or deny the request to the app or website running on the other device. The use of passkeys in iOS 16 and macOS Ventura will require that you also have two-factor authentication enabled for your iCloud account, adding another layer of protection. While this may sound like a roadblock that could inhibit the adoption of passkeys among users, Apple says this won't be the case. Apple confirmed in 9to5Mac exclusively that over 95% of active iCloud users already have two-factor authentication enabled on their accounts. This is an impressive achievement by Apple as part of its efforts to protect users across their devices and accounts. Since this is a new API, Passkeys requires developers to update their apps and websites to support the new standard. This means it won't be an instant transition even once iOS 16 and macOS Ventura are released. With that being said, however, Apple has provided extensive documentation to help developers implement Passkeys in their iOS and macOS apps and on the web. Apple also explained that because passkeys use autofill and face ID or touch ID for biometric authentication, they can be used alongside passwords if necessary. This means that developers can adopt the new Authentication Services API to add passkeys to their sign-in flows to allow users to sign in without entering a password or username. Apple confirmed to Tom's Guide earlier this month that it is already working hand-in-hand with many developers to integrate passkey support into their apps. This signals that we can expect day-one passkey support from some apps and websites when iOS 16 launches next month, end quote. You know, why not? Snap has added a dual-camera feature to Snapchat on iOS, enabling users to capture photos and videos using their phone's front-facing and rear-facing cameras simultaneously, quoting Engadget. It's now available on iOS for iPhone XS and newer. Snap says dual camera won't be available on Android for several more months. The company first teased the feature in April when it said the new video option would be part of a suite of more advanced features for creators called Director Mode. But while Director Mode hasn't launched yet, Snap says it's expecting in the coming months to launch, the company opted to roll out dual camera as a standalone feature in the main Snapchat camera. 
With Snapchat's dual camera enabled, users can record video using both cameras at once and can change up the layout of the two clips. There's a split-screen version, which places each camera on one half of the screen, a picture-in-picture style, and a cutout mode similar to the effect you might get with TikTok's green screen. Dual camera mode also supports Snapchat's signature augmented reality lenses, though, for now, the effects can only be applied after the fact. Snap isn't the only company experimenting with dual camera recording. Instagram is also testing a dual camera setup called Candid Challenges, which the company confirmed last week is currently an internal prototype. For now, that feature sounds more like a straight-up copy of Be Real, but it's not difficult to imagine the feature could one day make an appearance in Reels as well." End quote. We all know there are things in life that you have to compromise on, but when it comes to your health, there is no compromise. So don't go back to that one doctor who uses your appointment to catch up on the latest headlines, their family group chat, their crossword puzzles, just because they're available right now or they take your slightly sketchy insurance. Instead, check out ZocDoc, the place where you can find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable, listen to you, and prioritize your health. And you can search by location, availability, and insurance, so literally no compromises here, because with ZocDoc, you've got more options than you know. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Once you find the doc you want, you can book them immediately. No more waiting awkwardly on hold with a receptionist. And these docs all have verified reviews from actual real patients. We're talking about booking appointments with tens of thousands of top-rated patient-reviewed credible doctors and specialists. I have personally used ZocDoc to find a podiatrist when I needed one for the first time ever in my life. Go to ZocDoc.com slash techmeme and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash tech meme zocdoc.com slash tech meme with everybody fighting for attention how can your business stand out and connect with customers easy Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. I use this, and you should too. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee, so get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. More potential details on that new ad-supported Netflix tier. Sources are telling our friend Lucas Shaw that Netflix plans to charge $7 to $9 a month for that tier, with around four minutes of ads an hour, and that the tier may launch by the end of this year. Quote, 
Netflix plans to sell about four minutes of commercials per hour for the ad-supported service, far less than most of its peers, according to people familiar with the company's plans. The company will show advertisements before and during some programs, but not after. It's also telling advertisers it wants to make smaller deals up front so it doesn't overpromise and overwhelm viewers with the spots, said the people who declined to be identified because the discussions are private. Netflix plans to introduce its new cheaper option during the final three months of the year in at least a half a dozen markets. The company has said the full rollout may have to wait until next year. Details of the service have begun to trickle out as Netflix makes its plans and meets with business partners. A lot could change as the company builds out the business. Many cable networks feature between 10 and 20 minutes of advertising per hour. Most streaming services offer less than cable. Some, like Hulu, frustrate viewers by showing the same commercials over and over again. Netflix is hoping to avoid these complaints about frequency by starting slow. It won't be using too much targeting to tailor ads to the viewer. Most people will see the same ads. And Netflix wants to make sure the same spots don't repeat over and over again." End quote. Meta has partnered with Geomart, an e-commerce venture between Reliance Retail and Geo Platforms, to launch a grocery shopping service on WhatsApp in India, quoting TechCrunch. Customers in India will be able to browse Geomart's entire grocery catalog on WhatsApp, add items to cart, make the payments via local payments, Rails, UPI, without ever leaving the instant messaging service, the company said. WhatsApp, which is used by about a half a billion Indians each month, got the approval to extend its UPI-powered payment service to 100 million users in the country earlier this year after several delays and setbacks. Meta is a significant minority investor in Geo Platforms, the country's largest telecom subscriber with over 421 million subscribers. On Monday, Geo also announced it will be spending $25 billion to debut 5G services in the country in October this year and aims to reach every town in the South Asian market by the end of next year." End quote. It's been a while since we talked about this, but WhatsApp's long quest to become a super app, at least in India, might finally be coming to fruition, quoting The Verge. Ultimately, Meta wants WhatsApp to be a WeChat-style super app, the one app users need to run their whole lives. WeChat users can pay their rent in the app, buy concert tickets in the app, pay for food in the app, and much more. Any platform that can consume that much of people's lives is basically guaranteed to make a fortune in the process through payment processing fees, premium features, and you guessed it, ads. No other platform has come anywhere close to achieving WeChat's level of dominance, but with more than 2 billion users, WhatsApp has a better chance than most. India is its most popular market, too, with roughly 400 million users in the country. WhatsApp is free, it doesn't take much data, and it runs on phones at practically all prices. Ultimately, you should expect integrations like this to show up all over WhatsApp. The company has been working on in-app shopping for at least the last couple years, continues to press on user-to-user payments, and is actively developing its WhatsApp business app. WhatsApp wants to be an encrypted place for you to talk to your loved ones, but if it can also be a place for you to talk to your airline, your grocer, your hairstylist, your broker, it can become both a more powerful platform and an absolute goldmine. Doing that without ruining the chat experience, though, that's going to be hard to pull off." End quote. Finally today, you might have seen that Eminem and Snoop Dogg performed at MTV's Video Music Awards in Yuga Lab's game Other Side, using Bored Ape Yacht Club NFT avatars that they own. Quoting CNET, Eminem and Snoop Dogg became the first major music artists to harness their beloved Bored Apes in a performance. 
The two rappers starred as their respective NFTs in the video clip from the D2, the LBC, their latest collaboration. The pair's performance at Sunday's MTV VMAs echoed the video clip. It started with Eminem getting super high off Snoop Dogg's secondhand weed smoke, high enough that they turned into their bored apes. Sunday's performance doubled as an advertisement for Other Side, a metaverse game developed by Yuga Labs, the team that created the Bored Ape Yacht Club collection last April. Other Side features little goblin creatures called Codas, which had a prominent role in the background of Sunday's performance, end quote. Well, hey, it sounds like somebody needs to pump those apes, or those NFTs generally. Quoting Cointelegraph, OpenSea, the world's largest non-fungible token marketplace, has witnessed a substantial drop in daily volumes as fears about a potential market bubble grow. Notably, the marketplace processed nearly $5 million worth of NFT transactions on August 28th, approximately 99% lower than its record high of $405.75 million on May 1st, according to DAP Radar. The massive declines in daily volumes coincided with equally drastic drops in OpenSea users and their transactions, suggesting that the value and interest in the blockchain-based collectibles have diminished in recent months. That is further visible in the falling floor prices, the minimum amount one is ready to pay for an NFT of leading digital collectible projects. For instance, the floor price of the Bored Ape Yacht Club has dropped by 53% to 72.5 ETH on August 28th versus a high of 153.7 ETH on May 1st. Similarly, the floor price of CryptoPunks, another top NFT collection, dropped almost 20% from its July high of 83.72 ETH. Last week, Bend Dow a decentralized autonomous organization that enables NFT owners to collateralize their digital collections to take loans in ETH worth 30 to 40% of the NFT's floor price, voted to change its protocols code to make its NFT collateral more liquid. The vote occurred after a rise in Ether price increased the value of ETH-denominated loans in dollar terms. Meanwhile, on the other hand, NFT prices plummeted, reducing the value of the collateral held by Ben Dow. As a result, Ben Dow is now facing its own debt crisis moment, where borrowers cannot pay their dollar-denominated loans due to falling ETH prices, and lenders are finding it difficult to recover their loaned amount due to falling collateral valuations." End quote. Ah, COVID did it to us again. You might remember that our 4th of July trip to Michigan that was supposed to last a week only lasted 48 hours because we all got COVID. Now, the folks we were going to visit over Labor Day weekend just got COVID. So that trip is off. I was planning to take Friday off because we'd be traveling. Now maybe I won't. Now maybe I will do a show on Friday. We shall see. Still, point of this is, very tired of COVID. Talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>